Rum Cake to Happiness, a podcast where we discuss topics that impact our mental health and well-being. I challenge you to see your potential, push yourself to create change, and to always spread love and kindness. I am your host, Carlene Ross, a certified life coach, author, and mental health advocate. Let's chat. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rum Cake to Happiness. I'm your girl, Carlene. Thank you so much for popping in and sitting with us for a little bit today. I hope that everyone is doing well. I know um, I've been super busy this week. I have so many projects on the go. I put myself into this situation. I really do. But I have so many projects on the go, and sometimes I feel like so super overwhelmed. But at the same time, I'm super excited for everything that I'm doing. So I just have this ball of energy that I just want to go and go and go. I can go all day and all night. I literally can go to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning, and my husband gets really irritated with me. But um, I try to have... (laughs) A healthy balance to some degree. I think we talked about that on a previous episode. (laughs) Just saying. Um, But yes, I'm involved in a lot of projects right now. And um, super excited about all of them. And just a little bit busy. But anyway, um, thanks for popping in again with me today. Um, Today we're going to talk about something that is a really popular topic, actually. I have a lot of people both people who listen to my podcast and people who I talk to in my coaching practice who ask me this question all the time. You know, they're like, Carlene, what should I do? Like, what can we do to change the passion, the romance, you know, to rekindle like the desire in our relationship? Like, you know, I'm with this guy is awesome, but honestly, the romance or the the desire is just like it's flatlined, right? So we're going to have a conversation about just that today because I think it's a topic that a lot of people would be interested in. Now, of course, ideal majority of my clients are women. Um, actually, 99.9% of my clients are women. Um, and so a lot of the times um, when we are dealing with that feeling of, you know, not being fulfilled um, sexually, um, it gets a little, you know, it can get into your skin. It can make you feel kind of down. It can make you feel withdrawn. It can it can cause a lot of different kinds of emotions in us. And so I do think that it's going to be a good conversation. And it's a necessary conversation, I think, because I'd like to give you guys um, at the end of it, you know, some good ideas and a little bit of tips that we can work on to kind of, you know, start the ball rolling and changing the perspective or changing the feeling that's been happening around possibly your relationship with not having passion and romance and feeling that desire with your partner. And so with desire, what is a dictionary meaning of desire? The dictionary meaning says it is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or to wish for something to happen. So when we think about desire, we kind of think about back in the day, you know, the beginning of your relationship, when everything kind of started and you were courting each other, getting to know each other, and there was like this physical attraction and you constantly thought about this person, you constantly wanted this person, you know, it could be 
a lot of different scenarios, actually, because I think with desire, fantasy comes into play quite often. And so when you are in a new relationship, it's almost, it's very easy. It's very easy to be into that, that feeling and have those emotions, right? Because it's all new. You don't really know. It's like, it's the unknown and it's the uncharted waters. You don't know how this person's going to respond to things and you're sexually attractive. You're physically attracted to them and all of these wonderful things. But then you really like each other. You get together as a couple, you're committed, possibly even get married. A lot of us are. And life starts, right? Life starts, whether it's you're starting to raise a family, whether it's your career, Life just happens. You know, you get involved in a lot of things and the person that you love and you, you know, cherish more than anything tends to get the least of you at times, right? And so because of that, things start changing and it's not as it normally is. You know, you're not kind of prioritizing intimacy. You're not kind of prioritizing each other for um, that type of coming together, shall we say. And so over time, what happens is, you know, you've built things together, you built your families, your careers, and everything is great. But you know, you come home and you're tired, and you lack the interest, you lack the motivation, you know, you don't really care sometimes to stimulate each other in that way. And then this is how things begin to shape the loss of those feelings and being desired. And so it's very normal. I will tell anyone that this whole, you know, struggle of trying to rekindle passion and romance in a long-term relationship, it's normal. You know, don't think that you're going through that alone. And people who are not struggling with it, who have been together for quite a while, that is a blessing. Like count your blessings. That is amazing that if you are together for such a long time, you still have that passion, that desire. You make time for each other. You, you know, you want each other when you're not around. And it's just an amazing thing. And if that is the case with you and your relationship, bravo, bravo, I'll tell you, <laughs> that's amazing. Now, I want to talk about desire in a way that, you know, we're going to talk about some ways that we can kind of um, help help each other, let's say. But what I'm talking about is not for broken relationships. We can't connect or reconnect with our partners by trying to, you know, rebuild the passion and the romance and get that desire back into our relationship if we have a broken relationship, if there are things that are fundamentally wrong in that relationship, whether, it, you know, it's an abusive relationship, pardon me, whether it's an abusive relationship, whether there are, you know, huge cracks in the relationship from situations or things that have happened, whether infidelity or just big, big issues. This is not for those types of relationship because you need a lot of work before we can even start to repair simply using desire and, and passion back in your relationship. So this conversation is more for people who have been together for a while. 
Um, and people who are, you know, they're solid in their relationship. You know, they've built a life together. They have a deep sense of security in their relationship. They have a great friendship with their partner. There's a bond, an amazing bond. You love each other. You adore each other. Like this is your person, you know, this is your person, whether it's your spouse or your partner, it's your person and you absolutely love them. But do you feel that you are in love with them sometimes? And that is the question. Now, when I say to feel in love, it goes back to the same thing that I was talking about. You feel those amazing warm emotions, right? Where you want the person. You think of the person all the time in that way. You desire to be with them, to hold them physically. You just enjoy, you know, the idea of being around them, of spending quality time with them, of having intimate time with them. Do you have that? And so a lot of times things fall off the track because like I said, we've, we just, we have so many things going on in our life, but you don't make the time because you don't have the energy. And sometimes you generally just have lost that interest. So how do you get out of sex, you know, being a routine? How do you get out of sex being or feeling like an obligation? Or how do you even get back to having sex? I mean, sometimes, you know, the sex just completely stops. And that can be a huge problem because what happens is that when that happens, regardless of how great, you know, the rest of your relationship might be with, you know, being co-parenting and, you know, being great friends, you can talk about anything and spending time together with other people, you know, having traveling buddy, you have a great relationship with all the other parts of your relationship. But when it comes to the two of you, one-on-one and intimacy, when there's a problem like that, things can definitely derail in other parts of your life and cause some major issues in a relationship. So here are a few things that I would like to suggest, and it's some of the things that I do teach my, my clients in my coaching practice. So hopefully, um, you know, these are some of the things that you can kind of listen to and think on, and if it resonates with you, then you can, you know, maybe apply them to your relationship. So the first thing that I have is you have to have a conversation. I know it's hard. I know it's just, it's a weird thing to talk to your partner about because you're trying to find the right words. You know, you don't want to make them feel that they're inadequate, that they're not giving you what you need. It's a really delicate conversation, but we have to have it. We have to have it. And it's a matter of kind of like finding the right words, right? You want to find the right words so that, you know, it's not accusatory. It's not being, you know, you're not kind of laying blame. You're not pointing your finger. You're not making them feel less than. It's just, it needs to be like a conversation, you know? Um, and just find the nicest words that you can to say, you know, I just feel like things are not where it needs to be for us, you know, sexually. Clearly, you know that things have changed. We don't make time for each other. You know, take on some of that onus. Don't be like you, 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 
you know, we don't make time for each other. I think it's so important that we find time to get to know each other again on that level and to reconnect. You know, it has to be like a we thing and take accountability for, you know, the way that things have maybe fallen off the track as well. And I think by doing that, your partner will be more, you know, open to the idea of, yeah, you know, we haven't been on par when it comes to intimacy and might be a little bit more open to be like, okay, well, let's put effort into this and let's try. So the conversation definitely needs to happen. Choose whatever words you may, but I just would um, strongly suggest that the words that you choose be very gentle and be um, non-accusatory and take some of that ownership as well. Don't just point it to that one person like you, 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 because there are two in your relationship, right? Um, the second thing that I suggest is that after you have that conversation, you both need to agree to commit to the process of relearning about each other's needs. So what does commitment look like? Commitment really is an agreement that you're going to talk. You're going to have a constant conversation about this, right? You're not just going to mention it and then say, okay, you know, let's put some effort into it. And then for the next six weeks, you do absolutely nothing. You know, you continue ignoring each other when it comes to sex. You completely ignoring each other when it comes to spending quality time, whether it's cuddling or whatever it is that you normally would do to get that desire and passion reflowing. You can't just talk about it and then not be about it, right? So agreeing to commit is a huge thing. It means you're constantly having conversations. It means that you're being open-minded to trying new and different things and even techniques, right? Different techniques during sex. Um, It means that you're being honest, right? You're being honest and you're putting in an effort. So I say that you have to play the part of being sexy. You have to play the part of wanting to feel or wanting to be desired. And ladies, like for me, I say, if you are going to put in the effort, and this is something that you crave and you really want to get back with your partner, put in the effort. Don't like just, you know, come home from work and roll into your jammies and, you know, have a Netflix night after supper and don't do anything. Except, you know, after the show or after the movie, you roll over and you go to sleep. I mean, that's so unsexy. And it's not to say that pajamas can't be sexy because, yeah, they can be. Um, but you have to you have to have that that attitude, that swag, that interest that, you know, you're open to it. Don't be closed off. Don't appear to be closed off. Or if, you know, your partner might approach you because you can tell that, you know, they might be getting in the mood for something. And you're if you're closed off, it kind of shuts them down, right? It shuts them down. And sometimes it's really hard to come back from that because they think, okay, well, whatever. It's just the same old, same old. We talked. We said we're going to try. Now she's shutting me down. So I just think it's really important that we put in the effort and that you 
play the part and let them know that you are interested, that you are keeping your commitment to, you know, trying to spice things up. And what does that mean as well? It means that simple things, it means that you're going to, you know, keep yourself fresh, keep yourself well-groomed, you know, um, wear a little bit of makeup, sorry, not makeup, wear a little, wear a little bit of perfume to bed. Nobody wears makeup to bed or you shouldn't put on a little bit of perfume every single night that I go to bed. I put on perfume, whether or not it's going to be, you know, a good night. <laughs> I put on perfume. I think it's great to just cuddle up to your partner and, you know, you smell good. You're holding each other and you go to sleep. No biggie, but it's just, it's a nice feeling. You're putting in a little bit of effort. It feels good. You smell great. And, you know, something so small can mean so much, right? Um, it always amazes me though. It's actually funny. It always amazes me how quickly and sometimes how often we let ourselves go after we kind of conquer the prize, which is our spouse or our partner. Um, you know, we always put so much effort. We put like huge effort into like conquering them. You know, you, you want them, you see them, you want them, you get them and you conquer it. You get into a relationship and then when you have them you know, you start putting in less effort, you know, you don't do your hair, you don't really do your face or your makeup or take care of your skin. You kind of walk around looking so great in the daytime to go to work and to present yourself to other people. But then when you get home and you let your hair down, I mean, you can let your hair down and still look great. Okay. You can let your hair down put on jammies and still carry that sexy swag, ladies. Like, let's be real here. All you need to do is put in the effort, you know, Cut your nails, buff them, paint your toenails. Um, I don't know. Put in a little bit of effort, please. It doesn't take a lot. And sometimes our spouses, you know, they don't need a lot to get them going. I mean, you know that. Sometimes they really do not need a lot to get them going. They just need to know that you're trying and that they're not going to get shut down because I feel like half the half the battle is, you know, they're just used to behavior. You know, we're possibly used to them being the aggressor and always wanting to poke you when you don't feel like being poked. And it's the way they approach you and it's the way they do it. And it's irritating. And because of that, they're used to our behavior, you know, kind of pushing them back and and declining, so to speak. Right. And then you have us who, you know, we want them to approach us in a way that we are going to feel special. We're going to feel wanted and turned on, but we don't want them to behave, you know, so I don't know. Sometimes they're just barbaric <laughs> in the way that they approach you. And I so I think it's just kind of, you know, honestly committing to the process of relearning what it is that, you know, you guys expect from each other and being open-minded to that whole process. It's so important that you commit to that. All right. The third thing that I have is, ladies, get to know your body. If you don't know your body yet, get to know your body. And what do I mean by that? Honestly, it is so important that we understand our body, right? It's like, do you know what your body likes or what it dislikes? Do you know what turns you on? Do you know what turns you off? You know, I always tell my clients to fill the bathtub, put some bubbles in it, put a little bit of Epsom salt, 
light a few candles, and maybe even, you know, pour a glass of wine. And then relax, relax with yourself. Close your eyes and begin to fantasize about something erotic. You know, take yourself there. That turns on your body. It's your body. It's your hands. It's your fantasy. Use your hands to caress your skin. Start from your neck. Feel your neck. Feel your chest. Feel your breasts. Roll your hand down your belly. Walk yourself through your own erotic thoughts. It's okay, ladies, to touch yourself. It's your body. It's completely natural and normal to do. Feel what you like. Feel what you respond to. You know, it's a wonderful, healthy, normal act. And I know that a lot of people, they obviously don't talk about it. They're very shy. You know, they would never think about even talking about it with anyone. But you know what? That's okay. It's a fantasy. And it's something that if you actually take the time to relearn your own body and get to know what pleases you, what turns you on, you know what? (sighs) You can teach your partner exactly that. Because maybe they're lost. Maybe they don't know what turns you on anymore. And the fact that, you know, maybe you like to be touched really gently. Maybe you like to be touched around your neck. You know, maybe you like to have someone roll their hand up and down your arm. There's so many different ways that our body speaks to us. But if you don't, you know, play with it, how do you know what turns you on? How do you know? So I strongly suggest that ladies, you get to know your body all over again in an intimate way so that you can help to teach your partner what you like and what you don't like. I'm going to have a drink of tea. Give me one second. Oh, I needed that. Thank you. So another thing that I have here is, I think that it's um, super important that when you are intimate with your partner, that you are responsive. Be present in the moment. You know, some people find this to be very difficult, but no matter how long they've been with their partner or with that their person, speaking during sex is hard. Being responsive and talking your way through or just, you know, telling them what you're enjoying. Letting them know that what's happening is feeling good. You need to be responsive because in your partner's mind, you know, you've agreed that you're going to try to, you know, change things up and get back to that amazing feeling of being desired and wanting each other and trying new things. Well, if you're in bed and you're trying, or maybe not in bed, but if you're, if you're having relations and they're trying something new and you're not being responsive, well, come on now, you need to let them know what feels good. And not just that, You need to let your partner know what may not feel good, right? And if that's the case, all you need to do is give them a gentle redirection. You know, teach them. Teach them by talking to them. Redirect them. Or even show them. And I trust me, I promise you 
that when you do that, it doesn't take very many times for them to be corrected before they begin to learn what turns you on, what what's working. You know why? Because you're being responsive. You're being responsive. Nobody wants to be with a church mouse when they're, you know, doing those things. Everybody needs to hear conversation. They need to hear the pleasure coming out of you as things are happening. So ladies, please be responsive. Um, so another thing that I have here is introducing new things to your relationship. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have watched, uh, actually, how many of you have read, first and foremost, the book Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, there's a reason that they sold more than 150 million copies, ladies. Why? Because we want it. We like erotica. We like to feel sexy and desired. And when you read through those pages and you're like, oh my God, it takes you into those pages. It takes you into the scene, into the story. You imagine how she's feeling. You imagine, you know, how things are happening. I mean, I have friends that went through all three books within like three weeks or less. It's crazy. But you know why? It's because it's something that turns you on. It's something that is um, definitely of interest to over 150 million people. We like erotica. We may not talk about it. We may not express it, but we like it. And so if you're with your partner for such a long time and you feel that you can't, you know, work up the nerve to get into that headspace of talking and being erotic and redirecting and just learning your bodies all over again. Come on, we can do it. Trust me, we can do it. We want it, so we got to work for it. So when I say about introducing new things to your relationship, I mean, it could be all kinds of things. I personally, I think that having erotic massages is fabulous. And when I say, you know, booking erotic massages, I don't mean actually going to a massage parlor and booking it or a spa. I mean, learn how to massage your partner on your own. Teach him how to massage you. All you need to do is make a date. You know, you make a date with each other. Whether it's you put the kids to bed at a certain time, whether it's, you know, you rent a hotel room and you go there for the weekend or for the night. Make time for each other. You know, all you need to do is find a surface, whether it's your bed, whatever surface you want to be on. You know, you get some warm oils, you get some chocolate, whatever it is, man, whatever is in your mind. And I just find that when you have massages, like erotic massages, you're not having intercourse, but you're having an amazingly connective time. You are learning each other's bodies. Again, if you're being responsive, if they're being responsive, it's an incredible turn on. You know what's working, what's not. You take your time, you know, and you just go through the motions of learning their bodies exactly the way that you would reconnect with your own body and know what feels good. Now you're doing it to them. Now you are 
you know, massaging their head, rubbing their ears, you know, feeling their neck. You're doing it in a way that is going to be pleasurable to your partner. But surprisingly enough, not just pleasurable to your partner, but you know what? Pleasurable to you. Because the more that you know that you're pleasing your partner, definitely is the more that it's going to please you. Trust me. Trust me on that. So introducing new things to your relationship. Erotic massages is a great thing. Um, There's also body painting, you know. You can body paint each other. <laughs> I think that's super cool. Um, and you do it in a setting where, you know, maybe you do it in your bedroom. You turn off all your lights. You lay down a canvas on your carpet or on your flooring so that things don't get crazy messy. Um, and you just do it, you know? Like, you ever watch those episodes of, like, Sex in the City? And these girls are, like, the epitome of how I would have wanted to be back in the day you know you have a group of friends and you literally you you just you talk about things you do it you test things out I think it's so great that when you have an open mind that you are able to just put your fears aside and put whatever it is that you have aside just put it aside and just enjoy the moment enjoy the moment Um, and why not do it with someone that you have been with for a long time? You know, your partner, you trust them in every other aspect of your life. Why not trust them in pleasing you? Right. So allowing yourselves to introduce new things, um, body painting, like I said, is great, or even drawing or painting different canvases. Um, I don't know how many of you might be aware of tantric sex, but tantric sex is a cool thing too. And you can Google that. And, um, I think it's just super cool because you're not really obviously having sex, but it's like a, I think it, it comes from India. Um, and it's just putting yourselves in different positions. You are naked, but you're putting yourselves in different positions. Um, and just, it's cool. You gotta, I can't even explain it. You just, you gotta look it up, Google it, Google it, and even look at some pictures. You'll see what I'm talking about. Cool stuff. So back to the idea of just, you know, introducing new things to your relationship, whatever it is that you normally wouldn't do, but you find yourself fantasizing about or being open to do it, do it. Another thing that I suggest, um, is, you know, just don't be, what's the word? Don't be, um, so... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you got to shake things up. Don't be so blasé. Um, You know, surprise your partner with, I don't know, a sexy text message. Surprise your partner with a phone call during the day, you know, having a conversation about something that, you know, you might be promising when they get home. But don't like promise it and not come through with it, okay? (laughs) Because that's not cool. Um... But having those, you know, those times where they're totally not expecting it and it's something that you do just out of the ordinary, I can guarantee you that it's going to be like, they're going to be like, okay, you know, um, not expecting it, but pleasant, pleasant surprise. Um, And what that does is it kind of even helps them. It sets the mood for the rest of their day. You know, they could be having a crappy day and you do something like that. And it's like, well, when I get home, you know, my boo's going to be waiting for me or my boo's going to be, 
ready and we're going to have a good time. We're going to connect. And it doesn't always have to be a sexual thing, but it just makes you feel good. You know, it makes you feel good that they're thinking about you, that they're acting a little bit, you know, naughty. Um, that, And it's different. It's out of character. You know, just be, be open and just allow yourself to feel what it is that you want to feel that you think about that you fantasize about that you don't talk about with your partner be open I promise you they will be receptive I know they will so have fun together don't take things too seriously right please don't take things too seriously our partner should actually be the ones who get the best of us but all too often we know that it's other people who get the best of us right we get up to work, we show up to work, we do a great job, we give everybody our time, our energy, we're running kids back and forth, making sure that they're well taken care of, they're fed, whatever it is, we're doing everything and giving everyone else, you know, 100% of ourselves, and then we come home to our partner, and it's like we both collapse, and you both, you're too tired, you're too tired for each other, but what we fail to realize is that each other is the, um, the unit, each other is the base, the core of the family, the core of the relationship. And without each other, you don't have that, it falls apart. And it's not the way it should be. So make the time, make the space, make the energy to get back on track. Who has your back in the relationship? Who will always be there for you? Who loves you and wants the best for you no matter what? I know that my husband is always my biggest cheerleader. And so I feel like your partner should always be in the back of your mind to be present and to give them the better part of you. And nothing is nothing feels as great as to know that when you're with someone, no matter what trials and tribulations you may be going through, you know that you always want each other. You know that you love each other, but you always desire and want to be with each other and it's not just you know when your friends are around or when no one is there you have nothing in common to talk about this is actually connecting reconnecting with each other and making sure that you're working on your relationship from the core and that that desire that passion that intense romance that you maybe once had can be rekindled and taken well cared of trust me do those things that I mentioned, I can guarantee you that you will have and you will see a difference. <laughs> so guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope that what I mentioned kind of resonated with you guys. And yeah, I mean, try a few things out. Hit me up in my email. Let me know, you know, what might be happening, good or bad. Just give me a heads up and let me know how things are. And if you have taken any of my advice, you can hit me up at icarlene at rogers.com. I thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope that everyone is doing amazing. Stay well, stay blessed. Until next time.